Want to listen to Sower LA preachings on the go? Well, now you can with our Sower LA podcast. You can listen to all of our preachings and messages that we have on Sower LA Encounter Night. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. Sower Ministry, a new evangelization. All right, let's give the Lord a round of applause. It's a privilege to be speaking tonight and uh, also to be speaking in English. Normally, uh, I do talks in Spanish, right? And it's, it's odd, but it's an adjustment, amen? <laughs> and uh, also, just before we get started, um, I just wanted to say I've seen a lot of William um, because uh, he was at the parish closest to my house, the parish I grew up in, St. Mark in Venice, California. So uh, I got to see a lot of him in the mornings, right? And uh, uh, it, it was good to see you there, William. So thanks for your service at St. Mark. Amen? Uh, tonight, I'm going to start off in the book of Exodus. Amen? Exodus. And we're going to talk a little bit about a character named Moses. Moses. Amen? How many of you guys have heard of Moses? Right? The Ten Commandments. Amen? How many of you have seen the movie? All right. La novela? <laughs> okay, I heard somebody say there was a Moses novela, right? <laughs> Channel 34. So Moses comes from the Hebrew word name Moshe. How do you pronounce it? And it means son, but it could also mean del to deliver in Hebrew. And... Um, one of the things I want to give you guys is homework, amen? How many of you guys like homework? How many of you guys were uh, uh, homework people in school, right? I was one of those students that never did his homework, right? My teacher would ask about my homework, and my dog had ate it, right? Amen? <laughs> just kidding, right? I just didn't do it, right? <laughs> but it was easier to blame the dog, right? So homework, Exodus 12. How many of you guys remember that? Exodus chapter 12. All right. What did I just say? Exodus. Good job. All right. Good, good. And let me kind of summarize what happens in Exodus chapter 12, right? So Moses is called by God where? In a burning bush. Good. And inside of the burning bush, right, he meets the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, a.k.a. Israel. Amen? And God, or Yahweh, tells Moses to go to the Jews, to go to the Hebrews, and to deliver them from who? From the Egyptians, right? They were under the bondage of the Egyptians, and the ruler of Egypt was named Pharaoh. Amen? And so here are, the, here are the Jews. They're inside Egypt. They're slaves, right? They can't worship their God freely. And Moses tells them that they're going to be delivered by God. So, they go to, so Moses goes to Pharaoh. He begins to tell him about Yahweh, that Yahweh demands his people to be allowed to worship him to be free, right? And Pharaoh kind of laughs. He's like, he's like, what? Uh-uh. 
I need them. I need these guys here to do my work. Amen. These are my slaves, right? And, and who are you, Moses? I think I know you from somewhere, right? Weren't you here before? And, and Pharaoh refuses. And then what happens? What begins to happen? The plagues, right? So, so let's go. Let's say there was nine plagues, right? Amen. Various plagues come upon the land of Egypt, right? The sea turns into blood. Uh, there's uh, insects come upon Egypt. And then it just seems like nothing is happening, amen? It just seems like Pharaoh continues to be stubborn. He won't let the, the Jews go free. He won't let them go out into the desert and worship God. And, and, and even the, the Hebrews are starting to lose faith in Moses and starting to lose faith in God. And eventually, uh, God comes and he talks to Moses and, and he gives them an order, right? Each family must get what? A male lamb, but not just any lamb, amen? A lamb without what? Spots or blemishes. And each family is supposed to take this lamb, and they're supposed to slaughter the lamb, amen? Now, they have to carefully preserve its blood. Preserve its what? Its blood, amen? Because they're going to use the blood soon. But first, they're supposed to celebrate this Passover meal, amen? They celebrate this Passover meal. They're instructed to consume the lamb, right? Amen? To do what with the lamb? And eventually they're supposed to take the blood of the lamb and place it on the doorpost. Amen? And then eventually things start to happen, right? The firstborn of the Egyptians start to die. The firstborn of their animals start to die. And eventually Pharaoh finally yields. What does Pharaoh do? He yields. He, give, he finally gives Israel or the Jews their freedom. Amen? Now, what was it that delivered the Jews? The blood. Amen? <laughs> the blood of the lamb. Amen? The blood of the animal. Now, let's go to Exodus chapter 14. And once the Hebrews leave Egypt... They head out into the desert led by Moses. How did they feel? Anybody know how they felt? They were happy. They were finally free. Amen. How many of you guys remember that time when you came close to the Lord, when you left that retreat, when you left the confessional, right? When you uh, uh, spent a night at a vigilia or a vigil, right? Where you prayed, where you decided to uh, uh, turn away from drugs, turn away from alcohol, where you began to seek the Lord, right? And you began to experience change and transformation, and you found your addictions leaving, amen? And you found that those things that, that, that had a hold on you, right, that had a grip on you, were suddenly like, like the urge was going away, amen? You were starting to experience freedom. You were starting to not want to hang out on that corner amen you were starting to not want to drink anymore you were starting to not want to get high anymore or, or am I the only one amen <laughs> amen let's give the Lord a round of applause for freedom 
But how many of you guys know that you experience a time of freedom? I remember those early days coming to church, joining the youth group. And I remember this, this dude named Armando, right? He, this guy had a, a loud voice, right? Kind of like me, man. And, and, and I'll be honest, he scared me, man. He scared me. He sat me down and he said, hey, I heard you uh, uh, joined the youth group. And he knew my parents because my parents were involved in, in church and the charismatic groups and all that stuff, right? Amen. And uh, he sat me down and, and he looked at me and he gave me this like mean, angry look. But he wasn't mad, amen. And he was just staring. But he just gave me a serious look and he said, Si te has decidido servir al Señor, if you have decided to serve the Lord, prepárate para las pruebas. Prepare yourself for trials. How many of you guys know where that comes from? The book of Sirach. The book of Sirach, chapter 2, verse 1 says, My son, if you have decided to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for trials. Amen. And I remember how scared I was. I was thinking like, well, well, what does that mean, right? Am I going to get hit by a car, right? Am I going to get jumped? Am I going to get jacked, right? Is, is uh, something like serious when he said the word trial like like I freaked out and I thought like is somebody waiting outside to mug me because back in those days I used to hear stories about people right that would decide to leave uh, uh, a group of rough friends right and, and they'd come up to the church I remember uh, William Portillo uh, a buddy of mine shared that with me that actually they used to come looking for him at the church So let's go to the book of Exodus chapter 14, and we're going to get an idea of what happens when we start to walk with the Lord. Amen. Exodus chapter 14, verse 5, and I'll get back a little bit into my story. It says this. When Pharaoh, king of Egypt, was told that the people had fled, he and his officials changed their attitude toward the people. What happened to Pharaoh? What changed? His attitude. So at first, after all the plagues and all the trials he was experiencing, right, he, was, he, he basically gave Moses permission to leave. But here we see that Pharaoh is changing his attitude, changing his mind, right? And, and, and the Bible tells us this. What have we done, they said, allowing Israel to leave our service? So basically, imagine now, Pharaoh decides he wants to build a pyramid and a statue. Amen. A big old pyramid and a statue. Now he's going to have to take, maybe take from his troops, right? Take from his soldiers, take from his army and use those men now to become construction workers, right? And now, so his army has diminished. Now he's weakened. So basically he realizes he's what he's missing who? his slaves, his servants. And the Bible tells us he begins to change his mind, amen? And the Bible says this. So Pharaoh had his chariot harnessed and set out with his troops, taking 600 of the best chariots and all the other chariots in Egypt with officers in each. So what's Pharaoh doing now? He's gathering his army. He's gathering his weapons. He's gathering his chariots. And the Bible says this. It says, 
Yahweh made Pharaoh, king of Egypt, stubborn. And he gave chase to the Israelites while the Israelites marched confidently away. So that tells us that the Jews or the Israelites had faith. Amen. They were now confident in God. That doubt had now disappeared. And basically, this is our story. Amen. How many of you guys have ever gone through trials, tribulations while walking with God? Amen. And how many of you guys know where that comes from? Pharaoh actually represents the enemy, the devil. Amen. How many of you guys know that the devil has an army? How many of you guys know that when the devil fell from heaven, right, after uh, 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 he ended his friendship with God, right, he, he, he was no longer uh, uh, what he was before, right? He no longer worshipped God, right? He was no longer beautiful. He became a demon. He became ugly. He became horrible. He became depraved. He became filled with hate, right? And, and how many guys know that the enemy cannot fight with God? Amen? How many guys have ever seen a fight that was just unfair? Amen? Where you see that boxer, he gets in the ring, right? And, and he's a rookie, and he throws a few jabs at first, right? And, and, and eventually, right, the more experienced or, or tougher boxer, right, wins out. Amen? That's the same thing with the enemy, right? He came out, he tried to fight God, but in the end, he got whooped. Amen? He got pummeled. He got kicked out of heaven. Amen. But then he came down. How many of you guys know where he came down to? To earth. Now he's hanging out over here, right? He's invisible. He's looking at the sower. He's hissing. He's like a snake. Amen. He knows your weaknesses. He's been studying you for years, right? He, he's known what you've been into, what you got into, what you like, what you did. Yes or no? <laughs> he knows your tendencies. He knows what upsets you, right? But here you are, amen? amen. Here you are worshiping God. Here you are turning your back on sin. Here you are opening up your Bible at night. Here you are getting into your devotions, right? The chaplet, the rosary, right? Amen. You're starting to go before the blessed sacrament. You're starting to talk about God at work, right? You're starting to post up on Facebook. You're no longer afraid of criticism, right? People, people are starting to notice there's a change in you. There's a light, right? Amen. There's something different about you. They want to know what's going on with you. How come you don't drink anymore? How come you don't party? How come we don't see you on Saturday night? You used to be the life of the party, man. You used to be used to bring around the weed, right? Or at least that's what they used to tell me when I got into church, right? I've changed. Amen. Amen. I've been washed. I've applied the blood of the lamb to my life, right? I'm, I'm now in relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm now trying to imitate the man that I see in the Gospels, right? The man that Peter and, and James and all the disciples try to follow, right? Amen. Now I'm, I'm walking with that, with that man, amen, Jesus, who is the Son of God, amen who is filled with love. But how many guys know that the enemy don't like that? Don't like you posting on Facebook that you're a believer in Christ. 
How many of you guys know that when, when people take notice of your walk with God and, and all of a sudden they're, uh, they start to pray because they saw you pray or, or they're starting to come to church? How many of you guys know that the enemy doesn't like that? Because he has a whole bunch of slaves in this world. Think about our, our world. Think about the darkness. Think about how depraved some people are. Think about a, a, a teenager nowadays uh, 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 so filled with hatred and anger because he's been bullied. Right back in those days, uh, people used to go in an alley and fight it out, right? And that was it. It ended there. Now these kids are taking guns and they're getting strapped and, and, and somehow they're getting artillery and they're coming in their classes and they're, and they're shooting their kids like if it was a, their, their classmates like if it was a video game. How many of you guys know that to get to that point, you got to be pretty desperate? You got to be pretty empty. You got to be hurting. And you're probably controlled by somebody. Amen? And, and, and you are touching those lives. You are touching those lives. Your walk with God, you're walking with God. Your testimony, your example is, is encouraging others to also follow Jesus Christ, amen, to come closer to him, to seek him out, to make some changes, right? In the Bible, here, here's the bad news. In the book of Exodus, in, in, in the passage we were reading, it says that Pharaoh begins to gather his army, right? His horses, his chariots, and he launches in pursuit of the Israelites as they were confidently walking away. They were singing songs. They were praising God. They were high-fiving each other, right? Maybe some of them were dancing like this, and they were doing little twirls, and they were like, "Woo! yeah, Yahweh. And they were on their way to the promised land without obstructions, Without, cause, I mean, I'm assuming they imagined it was going to be, they were, they were on their way in a straight line, amen? How many of you guys thought that? That's what I thought at the beginning. Like, man, God is going to take care of all my problems. I'm not going to go through anything. I, I thought, I th I, for some reason, I thought that God was just going to handle everything, right? Amen? No trials. It, it was beautiful those early days, amen? But then all of a sudden, the persecution came. People started laughing. All of a sudden, people started calling me at home. I started getting called a hypocrite. Some, I got some phone calls, right? Hey, man, where you been, man? Hey, man, you don't want to hang out with us? Hey, we got the good stuff, man. Hey, man, we got some girls, right? There's a party, man. And then all of a sudden, all those temptations started to come. And then all of a sudden, I started to realize that a part of me wanted to go out there, right? A part of me, a part of me was pulled by those things that uh, uh, walking with God alone in this society sometimes, that's why it's important that we stick together, right? We stay in fellowship, amen? Let's give uh, props to Jesse, right, for uh, uh, organizing fellowship, right? Amen? Amen. And the Bible tells us this. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians in pursuit of them. Uh-oh. And it says, the Israelites were terrified and cried out to Yahweh for help. What happened to the Israelites? They were terrified. What, what, what is terror? How many of you guys have ever been terrified? 
Remember the first time I watched The Exorcist, right? I, I kept hearing about this movie, The Exorcist. I was a kid, right? And you know, like, like uh, I, had, I had proper warning, amen? Other kids had seen it and hadn't slept for months, right? Hadn't slept for nights. And I remember that, uh, but, but me, you know, I was like, man, I've seen Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I, I, this ain't nothing. <laughs> so, so there it is. One night I decided to watch The Exorcist, and uh, I remember uh, it was cool, right? I mean, there was some scary scenes, right? And uh, there was some things in there that, you know, had me gripping uh, whatever was around me, right? And, and, and trembling, but... You know, it was over, right? But then I tried to go to sleep, right? And the exorcist was in the closet, right? And I'm like, I go in the closet, right? I open the door, and she ain't there, right? So then I start looking for her under the bed. And I, 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 I swear, as a kid, man, she was all over the room in different places, right? And eventually I turned on the light, and eventually I went to my mom's room, and I opened the door. And, and, and yeah, how many of you guys have a, a Mexican mom? <laughs> and you know, she opens the door and I go, Ama, Ama, tengo miedo. And she says, Vengase, Vengase, Pepito. So I run in the bed, right? And when I, when I get next to her, that's her, that's her chance, right? And, and she begins to give me the Mexican love tap, right? Te dije, te dije que no miras, ay, 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 Ama. She gives me the Mexican love tap, and I look over. It was as if my mother had become the exorcist for a minute, right? Ah! Ah! Take me. I wanted to run back to the movie, right? <laughs> Linda Blair. Linda Blair looked, uh, didn't look as intimidating when I seen my angry Mexican mom, right? But I was, I was in terror. I was scared, right? That's how the Jews felt. They were afraid. But the Bible tells us this. The Bible says, let me find it. It was right here. They were terrified and cried out to Yahweh for help. And sometimes, you know, people are going to ask you about your walk with God. Amen? How many of you guys have ever been asked? They want to know. They want to know what, what changed about you. Let me tell you about people out there, man. They, they love to make fun of people, right? Amen? They love to clown you. They love to uh, point out that you're different, right? They, 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 they like to mock church and church folks, right? Amen? But they're watching. They're watching. They're paying attention to you. They're scoping you out. They're trying to see if you're real. They're trying to see if you participate, if you curse, if you get angry, right? How many of you guys know they're watching you? They're watching you. Amen? <laughs> now, so they ask me, so, so you've been celibate all these years, right, brother? Yep. Almost a decade, right? You ever feel lust? Yep. You ever feel angry? You ever feel like hurting somebody? Yeah. All the time or, or here and there, right? Amen? <laughs> Not all the time. You ever, you ever feel, you ever, you ever feel like getting drunk or getting high? 11, 11 and a half years sober, but yeah, especially when I get on a plane, when I get on a plane and I, I, I'm one of those nervous flyers, right? I'm one of those that we hit turbulence and I go, ah, <laughs> ah! And, 
And, and I look over at the flight attendant, and I'm like, why isn't she scared? What's wrong with her, right? And, and I look at people drinking, and I'm like, man, that would calm my nerves, right? But I resist. But do we ever feel, do we ever feel like doing some of those things? Look at the Jews. The Bible says they were terrified, but they cried out for help, Amen. And if you're going to survive this walk with God in this path and the pursuit of demonic spirits and the trials and the tribulations and the temptations, you're going to have to pray. Amen. You're going to have to cry out to God when you feel those things, when you feel like hurting somebody, when you feel lust, right? When, when your old friends are calling you to go to some of those dark places you used to go to, it is imperative that you begin to call on God for strength. Amen. Let me tell you how many many times over the years by calling out on God by spending time in prayer I saw how thoughts negative thoughts right thoughts that came from the pit of hell eventually went away and I was able to continue walking with God right and persevering and all of a sudden another parish called in another parish in another retreat and I found myself in places but it all started with calling out on God it all started by worshiping in the moments where I felt like giving up in the moments where I felt temptation let's give them a round of applause